0: welcome to the b-side outdoor podcast i'm your host frank and today we have my buddy one of my best friends big chris y'all heard him before y'all seen him in the videos
1: how you doing today chris what's going on guys how y'all doing today i'm doing all right trying to break this heat up man sitting on my couch (laughs) yeah it's too hot
0: oh dude and we finally got that little bit of rage yesterday and it was like like I got in my truck and it said seventy four
1: degrees, and I was like, "What the hell is this temperature? <laughs> I do not see triple dimmets in my truck." It makes you want to go. <laughs> makes you want to go light a fire back in yeah. dude. Uh, Other than that, burn band we have in Louisiana. Yeah, I mean that's just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still do a ceremonial recreate for, a, for uh, the first
1: time in like a hundred years. We have a burn band, in Louisiana.
0: I know. A few years back, we had one, but I know. I'm just saying, dude, It's
1: been a dry year. It bro. it it has been in
0: like Washington Parish. Was on fire a while back. The interstate was on fire. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's
0: just it's so, become
1: one of them things.
0: And that's that's what's crazy is that you know, I never and Hornville, dude, where I used to be a firefighter in Hornville, they've had two major grass fires
1: in like two weeks. In the marsh? No, or just like like pasture wood. pasture oh, is caught on
0: fire. Um,
1: it's definitely been dry. Man. Which my I mean, thing
0: was I didn't, haven't heard anything on it, so I can't comment. The first one could be like, all right, accidental. You yeah. know, somebody was smoking and dropped a cigarette. All right. When you have a second one,
1: who yeah, like, right? At, right. <laughs> I mean, it's been dry, bro. This is probably, I mean, as far as I can think of, this is the driest year I've seen in a long time. But um, the only good thing coming out of that, really, is the uh, <laughs> the salt water moving in.
0: Oh, so yeah. Typically
1: right now, we're high water. All the snow melts, all the yeah. way up north, you know. typically high water right now
0: yeah we at least have uh you know when when you're talking about that we at least have rain through so we're going to talk a little bit more about the river later on in the podcast but the river drains (sighs) parts of 31 states yeah so basically anywhere it's the central part of the country if it rains it, it comes through the river.
1: Yeah, but we so, don't have nothing right now. No, dude.
0: like nowhere in the country is really having them. I mean, they yeah. have a little bit of rain, but it's not. Um, you know, they they say the river is muddy Mississippi, but. It's green. It's green. <laughs> I mean, you can see three foot down in the Mississippi right now.
1: <laughs> it's green right and now. Bro. We
0: both worked on the river. And yeah.
1: It's rare that you could see That's what I'm anything. saying. I've never seen it quite that quite that little. Yeah. And, and last but, year, too. Last year was the same. It's Dude, yeah. it's never come up. No, it's and, never come up. Um we had a surge. We had a surge <laughs> well, and then that lasted about three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. And then it's it was right back low where it was. Which I'll be honest, bro, I'm not mad because I can go right down there in the river and catch whatever it is I want to catch. Yeah. I'm yeah. to do crabs out the wazoo.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, so
0: well we could talk about how low the river is now. That's supposed to be later on and then We'll kind of jump back into it, but you know with the river being low um it's something like the last four hundred miles of the river is lower than the bottom of it's lower than sea level, so what happens well, was there, good for New Orleans.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um well, so what happens there is you can allow salt water to or salt water is denser than fresh water, so when you have low flow like this that salt water comes up underneath it, and you still have the fresh water on top. Yeah. So what's crazy is you could be sitting there fishing at the river and catch.
1: Expecting our, those uh, big flatheads or something. Yeah, big flatheads or Next something. Next you know, you got a speckle trout. Yeah. <laughs> so, been, uh, and uh right up now, at the 58 mile mark. Yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs> mile 58. So for people that don't like know where the mile 58 is, and we did it, we were kind of guessing where it was. Mile fifty eight is Myrtle Grove for all intents yeah. and purposes. Yeah. So there's salt water on the bottom of the river right now to Myrtle Grove. Yeah. Um and I've caught redfish in Devant when I worked on the river before. I don't know if we were supposed to be fishing, but I mean we had fishing poles on a boat, you know. Well don't tell any <laughs> I mean I don't work there anymore, so it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Um I yeah. never fished off of a tugboat, Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've never caught mangrove snap snappers yeah, right. right off the side of the boat. Right. Uh, but anyway, we've caught redfish at the Dave Ant Anchorage waiting on, you know, like you're sitting there and you're waiting on crew change, and it's like, well, I'm going to go throw a rod off the back of the boat because we've been here for
1: Well, you hours. you remember I took Pete down there by the, uh, where the hell was that at? The, Fort uh, Jackson, huh? No, no, it wasn't Fort Jackson it was over by uh oh, oh the point of hash fair okay yeah, yeah By the point La Hache fair right off the rocks and uh him and i did well surprisingly well because i was like you know i've never been here what are we gonna do he just wanted to go you know fool around throw a line so i took him down and we, we we ended up doing nice like i mean we come home with what two dozen crabs um what was very unfortunate, which just is something I don't agree with, but, you know, it is what it is, is the pompano and the flounder um, season. That two-month span where yeah. you can't keep floundering pompano. Yeah, It just so happens that day we caught flounder and pompano. And uh, I was sad because my buddy was like, hey, man, that's awesome, but uh it sucks you had to throw it back. I was like, throw what back? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, both of those fish. I'm like, "Are you are you serious, man? Yeah, Bubba was mad. He was mad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I heard
1: Pompano's good eating. I've never had it. Um, I couldn't tell you because I had to throw a back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we can make a trip down there and try yeah.
1: to. Uh, but yeah,
0: so, you know, in Louisiana, they're, it's changing the regulations so much and all right now. Yeah. And probably the most controversial and it's, it's So, I'm going to talk about the notice of intent. I know y'all have heard it, but the trout is going from 13 to 20 inches slot limit with two over 20 and a 15 creole limit. So, I can remember two summers ago, or last summer, I don't know, time flies, but me, you, and Josh were out there and were like, 25 specs. When was the last time you caught 25 specks?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're kind of telling ourselves right now, but uh I feel the same way. I mean, look but- it's like I mean, look, there's guys that go out there and absolutely slaughterhouse. And I mean, look, good, good, good for you. You know, I'm not mad at you anyways. But I'll be honest, when this when this notice of intent first came out, uh for the trout and there's one for the redfish, I'll be honest, I was up I was upset, bro. I was kind of mad because I'm like, who, you know, who the hell are you to tell me? But like, why are you changing this? Just, you know, we're going to go ahead and change it. But the more I thought about it, um, it, it's just going to boost the estuaries count. It's going to boost your quality. You know, like we had talked about earlier, same thing with deer. You know, you get on a, a chunk of property, quit shooting your spikes, quit shooting your little four points, and then you'll start having sixes. Quit shooting your sixes, you'll start having eights. You know what I'm saying? You manage your, you manage your deer herd right you want quality well it's the same thing with the fish you you have to manage that herd you know and uh, a lot of people say i don't notice a decline i haven't seen a redfish decline or a speckled trout decline and that's good for you you know that that's fine but i know a majority of people have seen a decline and not only that the uh wildlife fisheries biologists they've seen a decline so clearly somewhere there's a problem that this should help out
0: so um I I don't know if you ever got a phone call from L.A. Creel. No, it's the so L.A. Creel was started so that they could talk to the anglers and find out because you know yeah you can go out there and do a, a test to find out how many redfish are in a square acre or whatever.
1: Well, they just but, they just had some new information put out about red snapper, and that's why it's going to four per person. Right? Yeah,
0: well, they haven't met. They are like twenty, or I think. Like, by July 4th, they were at, like, 20% of their... Exactly. And it's like... <laughs> okay, well, they didn't have information something. on it yeah. for the
1: longest time.
0: So, Louisiana is able to manage their snapper fisheries. And the problem with the snapper fisheries is, I'm going to say this, is because... And if y'all hear the quicks, and it sounds like a kid in tap shoes walking, <laughs> um, we have my dog Harper and Wesson running around the house right now yeah and um so that's that's what that click that clicks are but the red snapper was done as a golf management well the problem is we have a ton of more structure off of our coast and so does texas but we have more structure in shallower water than anywhere else on the gulf coast
1: right, right. and that holds the fish that didn't holds the that. fish but a, but I mean a
0: reef is great. Don't get me wrong. A natural reef is great,
1: but well, it yeah, does that's... not
0: hold the fish like an oil platform does. And your oil platforms will start to become reefs if that makes any sense. Um, oh, for sure. Like so, when you dive down in them, they'll have uh,
1: all kinds of growth.
0: Yeah, they'll have all kind of not barn barn. Well, they have barnacles, obviously.
1: But, yeah.
0: Um, they'll have um coral growing on it because coral needs that hard base to start growing and steel provides that. Right. So you get these reef fish that's attracted to them. And when you have more structure, and what's crazy, this is I've had divers tell me this and I don't know how true it is, and I've had people argue with me, um and, and I'll and I'll tell some of the flaws in their argument in a second. But and I know this podcast kind of went off the rails, but <laughs> <laughs> when, that's how we do when it. Does it not? Uh, so I so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this real quick story. We went my um my godfather and my uncles got scuba certified, got into spear fishing, we went into the um, we went out to one of the rigs, we had a guy with us that was ex-military, stuff like that, and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna free dive. And we're like, what? He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna go out there and free dive. I ain't going to use a tank. And I was like, hey, no, we shoot the fish free diving. <laughs> this dude shot more <laughs> fish than everybody else combined. But anyway, so while he's free diving, he's like, hey, y'all toss chum into the rig legs to make the fish come. And I'm like, bro, we ain't tossing chum. You're going to eat by a shark. He's yeah. like, oh, the shark won't come in the um, rig legs. like, do what? What do you mean the shark don't come in the rig legs? Yeah, and he's like, it's something to do with the like, because sharks the current, have yeah. the electronic, like the, the I call it electronics, but it's not. Yeah, right, right, right. It's it sensors all down their body, and the vibrations from a production platform mess with them. I didn't know that. So they won't go in the rig legs. And I've had people say, "Oh, I've dropped the line straight down, and I've caught sharks off the rigs." Yeah, but you know what the difference is? Whenever you pull up to a rig, unless you're using a boat that is holding off of that rig, you're on the down 12 side. Yeah. So you're on the down current side.
1: Which means your line...
0: Yeah, is going away from said rig. Yeah, Um, And unless you have like 10 pounds of weight, you're never going to get dropped straight down. Right. And then just because the current, let's say, is a mile an hour at the surface, it could be 5 three feet down you know
1: but but either way though um we we (laughs) we got the trout we got back we got off track (laughs) uh, with the with the reds we uh we wanted to kind of focus on the uh size and career limits of the trout and the redfish because it it's controversial to a lot of people and i mean you know everything's as as an outdoorsman you know you fish how you like you hunt how you like so you have your opinions on that world. I personally don't mind the things that's changing now. However, I did not know that the redfish slot limit was going to be eighteen. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. Um, but you can't change it. So what's the point in being upset about it? Um, I, we'll see over the next few years what that does to the to the population. I mean, I don't see it going anywhere but up. So. Um, the issue with the redfish one. The issue is going to be when you hook on to a seventeen and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, no more, no more po boys. Yeah. Um, so,
0: the issue with the redfish one is I didn't get the exact data, but originally it was like a thirty-year recovery plan. Jeez. The original, the original notice of intent that went to the commission.
1: I want not be. So, I won't even be here in thirty so, years. So, huh?
0: so that, that's the thing. So a 30-year recovery plan is if everything stays the same. That's what these recoveries are, is 30 years if everything from today stays exactly the same. What's the issue with that? You will never have that March stay exactly the same for more than a couple of years. Right. Uh, We've been fortunate this year and last year that we haven't had any hurricanes. But look what Ida did. Ida changed the entire March. If you knew the marsh before I did you're like, oh, I'm going, to fish. I'm going to fish the marshes in South Louisiana. Dude, I've
1: seen canals what? disappear. Yeah. I mean, just, and this was, I mean, I've been fishing, I've been, I mean, I've been fishing since, you know, I was a kid, but I've been fishing these areas for over 20 years. And I mean, dude, those hurricanes take I a toll. Mean, look but, at- but either way, though, either way, hurricanes and not hurricanes, um, something, I feel like something has to happen. Yeah. Or else we just won't. It, it won't be sports of the paradise and, like it yeah. was. Yeah, and then the
0: problem. So this is the problem with redfish too. Redfish is a federally. It's not protected, but basically, if a redfish gets below a certain threshold, they're not going to let it go extinct in the state. No, the federal no. government's going to step in. Right. Well, guess what? Uh, Florida is allowed to keep one. Texas, Texas is what two? Two. Yeah. Um. Mississippi's only a, a handful. Two or three, yeah. yeah. So if you get down to federally management, you are not going to like their regulation because yeah. they're going to have a slot of 18 to 19. <laughs> yeah, 18
1: to 19, you can keep one.
0: Yeah, a year. <laughs> yeah, per
1: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> boat.
0: Yeah, per vessel. Um, You're going to have to it'd be like the, the Bluefin 2 to permit store. you got to register your vessel. Yeah.
1: And, and I mean, <laughs> like I said, bro, there's a lot of guys, which. I don't see why, man, I mean you know you go out on any given day, and it's let's say it's a good day, you got good days and bad days. you go out on a good day, you know you chances are you're not by yourself, you want a partner go out, yeah, you know, you catch thirty, that's enough fillets, you catch six red, that's enough fillets for uh, for any fry, yeah, for any any family meal, and I mean what you, you don't have nothing in the freezer, God forbid. You gotta go do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know so, and you, you know, so so. The, get talk out about the, the get...
0: decline of they don't see the decline of the redfish, right? I went out with probably one of the better anglers I know, and I know if he's listening, I'm gonna like swell his head up. But I outfished you on the last video you put out, and I've outfished you last time. The time before that, I went fishing. You know he gets
1: mad when you say that. Oh, right? I
0: know he does. <laughs> Um, but I did both. I outfished you.
1: Uh, <laughs> but oh man, me and me and
0: Vinny with, from Pelican Bone Outdoors went out to do a tagging video for redfish because we noticed it prior. You know that we noticed that the redfish were in decline, and we wanted to talk about that to raise awareness of it. And when I tell you that, I don't know. If <laughs> So, there's some stuff in the background that's kind of comical right now, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, and Vin- Vinny's a g- great angler. Like, I- I'm going to give him that. He's better than me. He's he's better than you. No offense, you know.
1: <laughs> offense <laughs> but, taken.
0: But I'm saying Vin- Vinny's Vinny's. one of I know, I know, I know. I'm not going to say the best angler I know personally, but one of the best. Um and the only reason he doesn't have that is because I know somebody else that outfished him by a whole lot. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, not just you, <laughs> somebody else. All I'm going to say, Vinny, is remember Hodges last year. I have pictures to prove that. Um, but yeah, so we went out and we fished and fished.
1: Oh, I remember and that. Fished. I remember that.
0: And Myrtle Grove, where I had spots 10 years ago that I could say, man, you want to go catch it? The, the tide's falling or the tide's coming in? You want to go catch a little of redfish real quick?
1: Yeah, real quick.
0: Like, real quick. That doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. You, you, oh, oh. Go.
1: Go. Um, He's talking to a dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, not y'all. Y'all please stay. <laughs> um, she was trying to climb in my lap over here because she thinks she's a lap dog, but So, we went and fished, I mean, until 2 o'clock and caught two or three redfish. Yeah. In an area that five years ago, I would have limited out in five minutes.
1: I was about to say, not long. Not long ago. You know?
0: And, look, we've done it
1: before. We've limited out. But, um, and not just that. Dude, now that I think about it, it wasn't nothing. Like, it was just like, hey... It wasn't. I'm gonna go fish, and it was. I'm gonna go get a limit of redfish real quick.
0: Yeah, and when when our when our grandparents and parents were a kid, redfish was considered a trash fish.
1: Like yeah. like people would keep well, you it was cons- of. Them. I'm about to say why they keep hundreds of trash yeah. fish. Well,
0: man. that's what I'm saying. They're like the people that you fished them, we had so many of them.
1: Twelve inch redfish was more yeah. in the box.
0: Oh, bruh. I- and
1: that's and that's another thing I wanted to talk about, man. Years ago you know my dad his dad type of stuff i mean they were filling up the whole bottom of boats full of redfish and something had to happen because of a decline so now and you know a lot of people are going to say oh well you're just hating on this person or you want to see this industry disappear i'm i'm not at all trying to say uh taking food off people's table or money out of people's pockets but you know you still have the uh charter fishermen i mean everybody in their grandma's charter which keep keep it up keep it up you know that's that's awesome that we, we have that down here but i I just feel like it, i feel like this is going to help them with the quality and the uh, numbers and you know yes you're going to be able to keep three a person but how many are you going to be able to catch yeah you know and, how many how many are you going to be able to hook on to and that's what makes a good day you catch so, fish so, this is so. All right, I'm
0: going to talk a little bit about this because I heard this with the trout and the redfish argument. But also, with these creel limits, the guides are no longer allowed to keep a limit while or
1: the deck hands,
0: or the deckhands. Yeah. So, the crew's not allowed to keep it, which, um, to my understanding, if you, if me and you go fishing, right, it is illegal to party fish. So, we don't have a limit of 30 speckle trout if this goes into effect. You have a limit of 15. I have a limit of 15. Right. Um, so the guides that were allowing clients to keep these fish were actually in violation of the law. The guide had you catch his 25. And I guarantee you, they ain't no guide. Now, they may have a guide right in and say, well, I used to catch my 25, you know. Yeah. But I- I'm not going to say there was no guide. Most of your guides used it as an extra limit for their clients.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, and um, what I mean, you can't blame them. you know, you want your client and, to have the best trip, the best time, but, catch the most fish
0: so so this is the thing, right, in that the some of the guides that were at the commissioner's meeting were arguing, well, my clients come to bring home fish, not necessarily i when I go fishing, how many times have you been around me that I kept fish never like never, I mean. I go to fish. Yeah. I like to fish. I think
1: think over the years, you've taken fish home maybe twice. Yeah. Typically, you just, you're like, no, I'm good, man. Yeah, I mean, because (laughs) it's going
0: to go, because I know it's going to happen, right?
1: I'm going to cook. Only you eat it. Yeah, only I eat it.
0: It's going to sit in my freezer, and in five years, I'm going to go clean out my freezer and throw it away. Right. So why waste that when I know right. you and your family eat fish?
1: Oh yeah, we we smack some um some trout fillets.
0: Yeah, and and fresh fish is better than frozen fish anyway. Oh man, so oh, like man. I could have a hundred pounds of fish in my freezer, and I go and catch three fish and fresh. I eat the three <laughs> fish first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and the trout is with the thirteen to twenty, isn't bad. Um.
1: I'm. I'm not even. I'll be honest, dude. When I found out it was eighteen to uh twenty four, <laughs> I was. I was a little disheartened. I'll be. I'll be honest, bro. But I'll be, a hundred percent honest. Thirteen to what? Twenty. Twenty. I'm dude. I'm not even mad at that. So I'm not even mad at that. So a little bit about that is that they had that before any of this even came about. What a year or two ago. Yeah. They had that release over twenty thing. That was just more of a of an optional yeah you know hey, let's keep the i mean and look at look at dudes like uh like marshman, I mean, he goes out and can catch twenty five speckle trout, you know he'll catch fifty of them and keep ten, you yeah. know what I'm saying 'cause yeah, it's that's what he needs for dinner that night, yeah yeah, and that's and that's it, so you know you got guys all over the place who have been doing their part to uh to try to hold on to the population, and that's fine. but I mean, look. If it's legal, that's what it's going to be for a lot of people, yeah. and that's fine. That's your that's your legal rights to do so. It, I'm just not upset that it's you know two over twenty with a fifteen crew. Yeah. I'm not upset with that. And and you know the because how many times me you and Josh went out and come home with thirty thirty three? You know, yeah, we've never caught seventy five trout. No, and we we might suck at fishing. That's fine. Well, no, saying.
0: because I I know guys that. That fish trout every weekend that'll go out, and before 10 o'clock, we'll have a limited trout. But the difference is, these guys are going out, they know how the trout are patterned, they know where the trout are, you know. And we've had a couple of trips to where if we really wanted to eat through 11 and a half inch trout, yeah, we could have made a box, yeah. But it was kind of like, all right, I'm getting kind of tired, yeah, I'm That's
1: ready to easy. go, yeah, <laughs> get, get a little worm out there, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. I mean, and we got a video of that where me and you and Josh were just on the back of the boat, anchored out, yeah. catching one like one person would cast it reel in, real end, and the other one next to him would cast and
1: reel. Yeah, end. So, I tell you, I wish I'd have had a camera uh, last time I went out with a couple buddies from work. That was a uh, we <laughs> we definitely had to pick them apart, bro, because they were all eleven three quarters. So, and then
0: so this was the thing. I'm so, I'm assuming it was in the Barataria Basin. Y'all went,
1: yeah. Which yeah. I mean what
0: you yeah. know. Yeah. where so <laughs> what's going on the on the east side and if you're catching if you if you're struggling to catch big trout on the east side of the river, stop fishing. Stop fishing because you're in the wrong spot. You just need to move. Yeah. Because they do have bigger trout over there. They do, and dude, I wonder why though.
1: I wonder if uh-huh. it's more
0: I think a part of so let, let's talk about the Baratari Basin. So Baratari Terrabone Basin, I'm gonna kinda lump into one. That's <laughs> Major that most of your state attempts at catching a speckle trout is in them two bases. Like there's like the East and the West don't have as many ma- as much, you know, because think about it. Basically anybody that launches out of anybody that launches out of Lafitte, anybody that launches out of Myrtle Grove, anybody that launches out of Port Sulphur, Anybody that launches out of Grand Isle, I don't gonna be in the they're going to yeah. be in the Barataria
1: Basin. They're going to be in the
0: Barataria Basin. So, you have all these fishermen, and they ask the biologists outright, so why don't the trout get over bigger than 12 inches, really, in the Barataria Basin?
1: Because nobody throws 12s back.
0: Because if they're
1: 12, they're going to the bottom. That's, that's how they're getting a limit. Like I, like I mentioned before, it's the same thing with the deer. If yeah. you start throwing 12s back, they're all going to be 13 within a month. Yeah. So,
0: and, and now, during the winter, it may take a little bit longer, but
1: you know mm, I disagree, I disagree, so, yeah, I'll be honest, man, in the winter time let's go fall and winter time is when I typically catch my bigger trope, yeah, like dead dead middle of winter time is where I catch those seventeens nineteens yeah, consistently,
0: and the like when you catch it. Dude, and look for for y'all that's never caught. Like, if y'all are listening to this and you're like, man, trout trout fishing, you just kind of reel them in, hook onto like a 17, 18, 19, 20 inch trout. Oh man, it's a totally different ball game to catch a 12 inch trout, dude. It's because they don't surf.
1: They no, got, yeah, they fly. Yeah, bro. It's, so, I, dude, I love speckled trout. One,
0: one of the last full videos I put out on the YouTube page was when I went with my grandparents to Myrtle Grove.
1: I remember that. The yeah. fishing. That and, was that little rodeo down there. Yeah, that
0: rodeo down there. And look, when I tell you, like, and they had a lot going on in that video because I took my daughter fishing for the first time, saltwater. Right, right. And, um, it, and it was just, but, so I stole away from Vinny, who stole away from somebody he fished with, to, um, to where I use a swim bait hook mixed with, like, with the twist on. Yeah, and I hook it to where it's a weedless hook. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's great about the barataria, in the baratar barataria, barataria anywhere you fish, if there's rocks and the fish are right on the edge of the rocks, I'm casting into the rocks and dragging yeah, it out. Right. Well, I did that. They had mullet, and I was like, man, fishing mullet around that point. And my uncle's like, I can't get close to that point with my with my I keep getting hung up, and I was like, well, I can. And that's when I caught that. I mean, that was. The tape measure we had ended at an eighteen inch tape measure <laughs> and he was at least an inch and a half longer than it. Um right. he was I took first place with him in the rodeo. And but if it would have if me and you and Josh would have been fishing it and I'd have seen that fish was over twenty, he would have went back in the water anyway. But but guess what? I was fishing a tournament at that point. Yeah. And uh Well that's what I was
1: saying, that that uh release over twenty thing yeah. has been I'm not saying everybody's been doing it, but uh, you know, a handful of people yeah. down here have been doing it for the last but, probably year or But now that this is going into effect, like it or not, it's happening. Yeah. At first when it came out, I was upset about it and I gave it some thought. I'm like, you know what? It's it It's one of the things that is what it is. You're not going to change it by complaining about it, so you might as well go. You're not going to stop fishing. You're not going to give up what you love yeah. just because oh, I can only catch you know 10 less fish than before. Who cares, man? Go out there and have a good time. And let's see what this brings. Let's see if it brings quality. You know, let's... Because, I let mean, look, I'll be honest, dude. Texas, I think you can keep five Speckletroves. Yeah. <laughs> but it's five friggin'...
0: It's like 20 to 24-inch speckled Me and my brother
1: call them bull Speckletroves. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know... So, you can't tell me... And I'm not saying I want to keep five. I'm, I'm cool with the 15. Let's, let's, let's not go overboard. But, um... <laughs> But you can't tell me that doesn't work for your quality. Yeah. And not that Louisiana doesn't hold those 24s and, you know, crazy uh, five, six-pound trout, but you just got to go take an airplane, or airplane yeah. ride and get that. Yeah.
0: Um, which I know a guy, if anybody's interested, I'll give you their information. If he wants to sponsor this podcast, he can too. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. But we but we were talking about that earlier too with the charter fishermen. You know, growing up, you might have had
1: oh, dude, a I, I handful. So <laughs> I'm for for those of you who are familiar with the Lafitte area, I used to I used to live down there with my grandparents. Back then, it was Seaway Marina, and you'd walk in, and there was three business cards in that marina. One of them was a uh, Tofield. One of them was Rojas. And there was another guy I can't remember, but that was it. That was the only guys you heard of. That was the only guys you knew of. And, you know, now, I mean, there's, there was what, 600 <laughs> yeah. registered. uh,
0: Yeah, something like that. 600
1: registered guides?
0: Well, uh, that's the association related guides. It was like five something. Right. And it's like, so you know, there's a lot of charter fishermen that are going to be like, I ain't joining an association. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's It's, fun, it's sure. no different which I'm going to plug this because this is something near and dear to my heart when we're talking about associations and not everybody registering. Um, these associations are here to represent that user group so that you have a unified voice when it comes to these regulation changes, right? So, for example, I'm a member of the Louisiana Trapper and Alligator Hunters Association, which there's a link on my link tree if you want to join it, which will be in the show notes, where you can go ahead and, Join the association. If you're a trapper or an alligator hunter and they provide education, um, they will go out to bat to help any regulation changes. Um, If you have anything like that, they're there to to support. They're not there to necessarily... They're there to support the hunters and You know, they're there to support their user group. Is the best way of saying it.
1: Um, So yeah. So if the if you're on that just real quick, did you did you uh, fill out that lottery for alligator hunt? Yeah. Yes. Did you?
0: I did not. Uh But, a Mister Vincent Verdan
1: did. There you go. And um,
0: me and him will be hunting alligators again together. Um,
1: I uh still waiting on some tail meat. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I lost
0: all of mine. What? Oh, oh, you didn't hear about that? No. So, I had my freezer plugged in in Matt's shed. And people laugh at me that I'm a Scrooge, that I'm all of this, but this is the reason I hate Christmas lights. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody unplugged my deep freezer to plug in Christmas lights. Dude. So, Matt walked in the shed one day, and he was like, "Kinda stinks in here. And then not only did I lose um all of my alligator and snapper from last year. Which Vinny still has some. I got a skull for your boys, by the way, Vinny, Oh, okay. You? Oh, nice. <laughs> um, which you gotta make it a skull, it's a head.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll touch on that after. Yeah.
0: Um so, but yeah, so there's uh I lost all of that, all of my hides that I had frozen because Raccoon, oh, no. raccoon hides are nothing, um, which luckily it happened before last trapping season. I have a lot more frozen. I need to get in there and, th- and get rid of some animals that I froze whole because I was too lazy to do anything. No, I uh, like I was running late, or actually somebody went and run my traps for me one day, and he was like, "Oh, I don't want to skin this raccoon. What can I do?" And I was like, "Just put it in the deep freezer." <laughs> <laughs> so I have multiple in the deep freezer right now. Uh, but yeah, well, anyway, so I lost my alligator meat, my snapper meat, uh, all of my dog training blood, deer blood, yeah. hides, drag stuff like that.
1: Well, uh, when uh, does, when does that kick off?
0: Uh September. Oh Lord, that's around the corner. <laughs> I think it's like September and October. Uh, I got to check the regulations again. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be Vinny's assistant hunter, but.
1: You are. Are you going to be putting that back on the YouTube page?
0: Well, we can't because of where we're at.
1: Because of the. Uh, because of the
0: management area, you can't film on a management area. What? Why? You can't film all, alligator hunting on a man. Like it specifically says in the rules. Um, oh wow! Part How's of that? that. So, for y'all that don't know about alligator hunting, the alligator industry has, I think, been deeply affected. By swamp people. A lot of that is put on. A lot of that is fake. If you've never hunted alligators before, most of them, I would say ninety percent of them, come up, float to the surface, and be like, "Hey, I'm here," you know.
1: Yeah. And that's it. What well, I heard.
0: Um. And every now and then they'll swim and stuff like that. It might pull the boat around, but they're not coming up biting aside the boat. They're not. I mean, we had one that did that, but that's because. It was in like three three inches of water. We pulled up in a mud boat, and yeah. he was like freaked the hell out. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah. So mo. But, but the other two that we caught, or the big one that we caught, he kind of swam, but he swam. He didn't jump up or anything. Right. And the other one literally just floated to the surface and was like, you know, right. yeah. and that yeah. was all to it. But but yeah. Getting back on the redfish and trout that I think they should have been stricter is because they have a five-year recovery plan for trout. And I want to say redfish is like anywhere between 10 and 30 years. The issue with a 30-year recovery plan in South Louisiana is that marsh will not be the same in 30 years. The Barataria Basin will not be the same in the next three years. Right. And the reason is, is they're putting the mid-Barataria diversion in and I don't think it'll affect redfish as much as the speckled trout.
1: No. And um, I mean, that's, it, another, that's another topic that I was yeah. not a, a fan of was was this diversion. It's the largest, um, if I'm not mistaken, largest diversion in the world. Yeah. If not the world, definitely the United States. But I'm, I don't know. Me personally, anytime the government gets involved, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of what they're doing. So, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people feel the same way. And I have I have buddies with camps down there. And what that's gonna do to them is everything that they have, they're gonna have to raise three feet. Yes. Because on on a regular high tide right now. You're at the bottom of the dock. No, nah, you're over the dock. Well. You're at you're yeah. at the you're at the we You're at the dock.
0: Yeah, we rebuilt so we rebuilt ours after Ida, maybe.
1: So what that's gonna do is with that diversion it's just it i mean it's gonna be three feet over that yeah so and, you know now, like
0: my grandpa has the lift on his boat if well as of now he can get it probably he can get it over his dock which over his dock is normally let's see so his dock normally the baseboard is at the water level and he's yeah. got a two by 12 on top of that for the dock and then his boats normally like like right, e- the bottom of the boat's even with the dock. Yeah. So three foot, his t top's going to be through the uh, top yeah. of the yeah. roof. So what do you do at that point? Do you cut well, a hole in the roof? Well, no, for the, the
1: state the state is uh, taking care of that. From what I'm hearing, the the state will raise the structure. Yeah. The 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 the
0: can the uh, I'm trying to think because my grandparents had just looked into it. They got
1: to raise the road and the structure.
0: They got to raise the road, and the camp if yeah. they if need be
1: yeah they're not gonna raise the um,
0: docks. they're not gonna raise the docks they're not gonna raise the um the roof of the dock because that's the situation they're having yeah which i would just tell my grandpa cut a hole so the t-top could go through but that's just me right
1: but i mean but back to it <laughs> yeah back to it though with that diversion coming into play my biggest issue was it wasn't the redfish because the redfish i mean you know they're they're rigid, brother. You can catch them they, anywhere. They
0: Texas the stock trout. Texas will stock a pond, a pond
1: yeah. with redfish. I mean, they they're <laughs> definitely, yeah, they're, they're definitely one of those fish that uh, they're, they, they're not hard yeah. to. They, they they're need, not easy to get rid of.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they 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 need the salt them. to breed. But besides that, a redfish and like a bass, which most people don't know, a largemouth bass thrives in brackish water. Yeah. The problem is what happens with like bass down here. Hurricanes is hurricanes, and it just it annihilates the bass. Like,
1: but as far as the diversion, and why I was upset was that diversion is going to push a lot more fresh water into that area than we've ever had before. And what that's going to do is, well, it's going to push all your salt out, which that's where your speckled trout thrive. You know, whether they're breeding or or just Chasing the shrimp. It's gonna push the shrimp, the salt, the crabs, the speckled trout. It's gonna push them further out. Right, look at uh look at Point Lahash with Dude. the Mardi gras pass I mean, Point Lahash, I mean, I don't know if you can find a crab boat in Point Lahash anymore. Huh? I, I don't know. Um if they now, are they gotta crab, go further out.
0: Crabs are a little bit brackish too. Um uh,
1: Well, we'll we'll focus on the yeah. trout, but what I'm saying is I was upset because it is gonna mess up something. If something's going to change, you're just going to have to adapt to that change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, whereas your trout is what they called on the inside, the inside's going to be further out now. The I don't gonna know what gonna the hell the outside's out. going to be. <laughs> huh? yeah. the,
0: the inside's going to be grand out. But,
1: yeah.
0: you know, you talk about that, but like Kalkashu, The Kalkashu River is what I was trying to think of before we were talking. Yeah. The Kalkashu has the same type of thing. Because... If they run the diversion right, and I'm going to say that, the diversion should put fresh water in at the so in other words, basically they should dig a cut, and if the river gets above this height,
1: it goes into the marsh it goes into the well, right. they're not trying to divert the river, like, yeah like they're not trying to divert water because of levees and all that. they're just trying to build the marsh, and that's why they're doing what they're doing with it. Yeah. It's not one of those diversions where it's like, hey, we need to get rid of if you wanted to get rid of river water to where it's not pushing the levees and all that, you would literally have to start in, like, Kentucky, yeah. you know, or Tennessee and come down through Mississippi or start start up well, above Arkansas, come down through Texas if you wanted to truly divert that water. What they're trying to do is build the marsh. And, you know, I'm not a biologist. I'm not an engineer. But I just had my own kind of theory about that. I was saying take all your dredge spoil. Pump it into oh, a barge no and pump that on your islands that's that's whatever's oh. left over start pumping it onto that. Look Why at, wouldn't that work? But look at
0: what they did uh back of Lafine anyway. Uh what was the point over it? What was the uh Bayou Norman? About, okay. by Norman. They literally dredged the river, had dredge pipes across LA twenty three and just pumped it off into by the area around Bayou Norman to make the ground. Yeah. And after Hurricane
1: Ida? That's the one area that still actually looked right, and that's what I'm saying. Because they dredge from the Upper Mississippi all the way down. Yeah, yeah. So you can't tell me there's not enough spoil to cover. But either way, either way, yeah. this is one of those, another one of those 25, 30, 50 thirty, fifty-year. I think it's fifty years, 50 and it's going to produce
0: like fifty acres of land. Right. Well, the issue there is, and I, I can play either way because I see both both things with the diversion. You go look at Davis Diversion right now. What looks really healthy? You go into Diversion, and it is lush green. Allegedly, building land. I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it that much. Um, but, but yeah. So it's 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 supposedly building land, and um, it's like yeah, it's lush and green. But there's areas of Lafitte that's dying. That water is already pumped into the Barataria Basin. You know, so it's like, is that is that really helping that much? Um, but they do need to manage it right to where, because your river used to have natural flood and um, flood and recession cycles, right? Right. So your river used to do this. Your river also used to meander across from, like, the Atchapalaya Basin to the present day. But that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, a little, the river is really what needs to be talked about with this. Is that the river was kind of like a sprinkler, you could say. So when it came out around Baton Rouge or St. Francisville area, really. It would start sprinkling there because you had you have more rock bluffs and all you have actual hills and rock bluffs and all up there, right? That channelizes the river like near, you know, Miss the Mississippi Louisiana border. Well, then after that, over the years, the delta it would go from the Chaffalaya Basin to New Orleans, you know, right? Or further.
1: Well, that's, that's why they're putting that diversion in is to save, yeah. New Orleans. Really,
0: it's to simulate that,
1: right? So. With this... You can't be too mad at it. It's just, it's a 50-year yeah. plan where I feel like if you were to just take the spoil and just start dropping it strategically, you know, throughout the bush, so, you would see you would see that production immediately. You know what I mean? This is a 50-year deal. Yeah. You know, with, with I don't know how many millions of dollars. I just feel like if you started laying down land, laying down structure, you would see that immediately. Yeah. That that was my only bone to pick with the diversion, other than what it's gonna to do to the estuary as far as fishing, where you're gonna to have to fish and you know, things of that sort. But with the river being this low, you know, if it continues to stay low like this, I don't think it's gonna be producing what they think it's gonna do. I don't think it's gonna put that amount of fresh water into the bayou that, that we're thinking it's gonna put. Yeah. And
0: you know, I, I made a comment to a guy one time that was like man it's gonna ruin my business doing this it's gonna ruin my guide business and me being the smart ass that i am i looked at him i was like why don't you learn how to guide for bass because if there's that much fresh water coming through here it's gonna be and we already have bass in, the, in like myrtle grove area mm. well if you go up towards the pump station and all yeah if if there's the best way I could describe it, if you see oak trees and there's water, you have the high probability of bass
1: being. Yeah. And I mean that was uh I'm gonna go back to Point Lahash. Point Lahash we were throwing spinnerbaits, caught a redfish, a speckled trout, and a bass in a sand China. Yeah. Like and that's that's like I said, man, it's just, I guess it's all about adapting. You know, we could pick bones about it all day long. It's not gonna change what's happening, what's done is done. We're just going to have to learn to live with it, you know? But, yeah. I mean, for the sake of a podcast, it's it's an issue to some, not to others.
0: Yeah. And, you, you know, talking about a little bit about the sediment, um, I'm going to try to get in contact with, um, I met a hydrologist, I believe is what he was, and he's for the Barataria Preserve, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know how they're going in the Barataria Preserve right now and knocking all the levees down from the canals and yeah yeah he's the he's the one that that was his grad project okay was to do that um and i was talking to him about it and he said the problem with dredging let's say five mile or a mile off the coast and pumping it in like people were talking about is that the sand or the sediment naturally settles on areas right so if you just pump sand from somewhere it's going to wash out because it's not designed to be settled there. Right. He says, so you'd have to do other things. I mean, I don't, like I said, I need to get him on here. He might be able to explain it right, a little right. bit better. Um, but yeah, um, but you know, you, we're talking about this diversion and how it's going to hurt things. It's going to move the porpoises away. Guess what? Them porpoises are They're going to move. They ain't going to stay there. And, uh, you know, it's like the oil spill. The oil spill was the death of the Louisiana coastline. Did yeah. You, did you notice that much of an effect on it?
1: Uh, there was people that did, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It, it, so, that affected. That, that's something that everybody can agree on, that it screwed up a lot of it, people. It
0: did. But what I'm saying, though, is your your redfish population was already in decline there. Your trout population... but. You didn't see this. Whole I wouldn't kill say. Off.
1: I wouldn't say the no. You didn't see a lot of kill off, but I wouldn't say the redfish was in a decline at that point. In time. No, was, I would say No, How long ago was that? Oh, that was some 10 years, years ago, years, man. Yeah. yeah. So, but I would definitely say that there's, and I'm not saying I when I go fishing I don't catch redfish. That's not what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know the fish. I'll be honest. The fish. I, the redfish I've been catching lately is all over twenty seven um and it's honestly in places i've never caught redfish before so that's an entire estuary i guess it's an estuary change yeah. just similar to like i said uh earlier when I, I was growing up fishing in lafitte you know you'd have to go past hackberry or, or manila village down in yeah. grand isle just to see porpoise now you got porpoise in the pen yeah you got and, black tip sharks in lake salvador and,
0: and you know that's the thing like <laughs> i can remember as a kid so
1: you're, you're gonna see a change with or without this diversion, with or without these up. rules, you're gonna see a change. You know. Um, yeah.
0: So, come on, Harp. Puppy,
1: think, puppy dog pals over here. Yeah, let them. <laughs> yeah, I had to let the dog out. It was at the
0: pecking at the back door. Uh, but yeah, so. You know, and I've seen it. You've seen it. Um, my grandpa, I know, has definitely seen it because he talked about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've um, obviously been around a lot long enough. And then, so, but we're going to have Chris back on the podcast probably next week. You have time to record. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's uh, a couple of days off.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap this one up. But talking about the sharks, man, did you see sharks and porpoise? There was a video come off of Nova Scotia, the guy was striper fishing, and he said he hooked into something that he knew was a large animal, and he thought it was a porpoise. And I'm watching this video, like, that he had on TikTok or wherever I saw it, and I was like, I didn't know, that was a white shark. That was a great white shark that was a juvenile, you know, that he hooked in a kayak.
1: That must have been a ride. Dude, I I was like. I'll be honest, I'll cut the line.
0: He did. uh, He he made it pop. Like, that was, yeah. But then he thought it was a porpoise that he hooked onto, so he just popped the line, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, but it breached. And I'm like, could you imagine, like.
1: like, A great wife coming up in a kayak? Yeah, like. Bigger than your kayak? Yeah, I'd just,
0: like, I'd die. Like, they wouldn't have to eat me. I would just be dead. (laughs) (laughs) But talking about, like, sharks being where they've never been, when I was a kid, I can remember they caught a shark near my house in Bayou Almonds And, like, the whole town went out to see this shark.
1: Because it was unheard of.
0: Yeah, because it was unheard of. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I was running jug lines last night had two sharks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so that's the thing, dude. Things are changing with or without us. And, and, and they're going to continue to change yeah, yeah, without us.
0: Wildlife and Fisheries has acknowledged that sharks were,
1: not, I'm not going to say
0: mishandled, but they were definitely not managed correctly, if that makes sense.
1: I'll be honest, man. I've never kept up with any kind of regulations uh, on sharks. They, they, just so, because where I fish, yeah, you know, we'll we'll hook them here and there, but that's that's on the outside, you know, more more in the golf. But uh, yeah, you just don't really pay them no mind, you know. I've never been like, all right, guys, let's get the steel eaters ready. We're going yeah. to target sharks.
0: Yeah, and- sharks
1: are one of those things that just you really don't pay no mind to because they're they're just there. And that's really, like, who goes to target sharks?
0: There's people that do. Well, and I, I, Look,
1: don't get me wrong.
0: If I knew somebody that knew how to prepare shark, I, I would go to target them just to see and say I ate shark.
1: Yeah, I had a shark, um, you know. I mean, years ago, my dad yeah. caught one. But it's just not one of those things you're like, I'm going I'm going shark fishing today. Yeah. You're like, let's go hit the rigs for some, uh, some snap or something. Yeah. Oh, and it's a shark.
0: And I, we don't have that community here. But the shark fishing regulations were so stringent for so long, there's a ton of sharks out there.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a, that's and, a fact. And My brother pulled up to a rig a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they didn't even drop a line. Yeah, like, they didn't even drop a line. He said there was 20, 30, I mean, on top. So who who knows what's down below? I
0: mean, I have a picture on Instagram, and I'll put it back out, um, or I'll reshare it, of my grandpa hold in, I mean, a decent-sized snapper, and it's just a head. You know how big that shark was to eat a whole snapper? Right. Like one bite. So, um, but, yeah, we're going to wrap it up for this one. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk about a few different things, you know, alligator season's coming up, bow
1: season's coming up, teal season's coming up. Teal season's in, like, what? A couple weeks. Uh, a month yeah man. a month like one month to the day so or yeah it starts it's the on 15th. 15th yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. gonna be a hot one
0: yeah um uh, and i haven't seen it many birds but we'll we'll get on that on the next podcast yeah yeah make sure you thank a veteran thank a first responder they allow us to do what we do and i hope to catch you on the b side of the outdoors all right sorry about that interlude uh so we, ha- we put the dogs outside, if y'all didn't hear during the podcast. And Wesley comes by the back door looking for my dog. So my dog got out. <laughs> so that's what that interlude was about. But yeah, so both seasons right around the corner. Um, and one thing, so the federal government, of course, you know, with the bipartisan Safer Communities Act has defunded Hunter's Education and incidentally... Na- the nationally national archery in school program because of the mass shootings
1: yeah that's um, that's that's oh, a topic i, I don't yeah. really i'm not a big fan of getting into <laughs> but for the sake of
0: yeah we, i just wanted to touch on it a little bit yeah and look contact your councilman tell them you don't want to do that because what is hunter's education it's all about safety yeah um and look it's the parents, these, these school shootings I don't want to get on a pedestal. I don't want to get on it, but it's how your kids are raised these days, so. Yeah.
1: What age do you teach them about safety? Yeah.
0: Um, you know What like, are you
1: teaching them about? Because, look, look how, how, many, how many kids that's in the woods and outdoors, grown up around it their whole life, are involved in that? Yeah, not a lot, if any. But you know, but what, what also is that affecting? You know, I didn't grow up with uh, archery or hunting safety in my yeah. school. And I'm not saying that would have started my hunting career earlier. You know, I had a brother that was talking to me into hunting at a younger age. I just never got into it. But, you know, I, I love archery. I love bow hunting. I love just shooting my bow, period. And, I mean, you're taking that away from a kid that, that might enjoy that just as much as anybody else or even more. A kid that's going to shoot professionally one day. Yeah. For... Another kid that's making a bad choice, making a bad mistake
0: yeah and and yeah. that's the thing, like you know
1: if anything, you need to have it in more schools to teach kids more safety about it you know yeah i i I don't agree with that at all and and i think I think
0: that's the big thing it's it's hunter's education is a phenomenal program, you know, I mean, it teaches you stuff that you know, like, it te- yeah, it teaches you the rules of hunting, obviously.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, uh-huh. I remember going through hunter's education, you know, in my later 20s. And the entire time, it's about safety. Yeah. It's about hunter safety for yourself and for everyone else around you. Yeah. You know. You know.
0: It teaches you the golden rules. I mean, I'm going to pull my, I don't, I don't even know if I have my hunter's
1: education card. It's all on. Mine's in my wallet. It's all ate up. But.
0: Yeah. Uh- <laughs> So, from what I think I can read on the back of mine, this is the card. I mean, you can look at the card. It's been... Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But it says, you know, it's the rules of gun safety. Um, always keep your muzzles pointed in a safer direction. Can't read the second one. Just safety
1: in general. Yeah. Always treat it like a. always. Always
0: know what's in front, behind
1: your, your target. target and yeah. Plus
0: your target, you know? Yeah. Um. Keep your finger off the trigger until
1: you're ready to, you're ready to shoot. You know,
0: and that's yeah. the thing. Like,
1: but that's that's a few golden rules. But the entire course, yeah, is all is the whole thing is based around safety of firearms, yeah. and the safety of hunting in the woods. But the issue is, you know, you got people that's not even in. I don't know, man. I feel like when you get a kid out in the outdoors, get a kid out in the woods. You know, show them what life has to enjoy outside of the Xbox. Yes. Uh, you know, you're, you're any issue that might cause them to do one of these mass shootings or hurt anybody with a gun. I feel like that kills all of that out.
0: And yeah, and, you
1: have you have to have a place. You have to have a place or some to, some type of event or something to get these kids' minds off of whatever issues they're going through and archery for one is one of those things. Hunting, fishing. I mean, we're we're grown men here. Yeah. How many times do you go in the woods or go out on a boat and you come back recharged?
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt.
1: I mean, you know, for whatever life issues you're going through right now. So, man, you're a grown adult. Yeah. Imagine a kid that might need that escape. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, and now you're taking that away. So that's a subject I'm definitely, is, uh, to say it in, in less words, not a fan of.
0: And we, I have a podcast that I did with uh, Sammy Lena, who's a regional director for Servicide, and she's a mental health professional. And we talked about how being in the outdoors is good for your mental health.
1: Yeah, um, and it's, it doesn't even just involve hunting or fishing. You could just be hiking. Or yeah. you know, bird watching yeah. or just any any of that. Anything in the outdoors being because one with, with where we're from, I feel like and is- like I said, look, if I'm sitting at home
0: on the couch,
1: my phone's glued to me. Yeah, oh yeah, that's everybody. You know,
0: and but I went to run traps back back of uh or one of my trap lines, and my my girlfriend texted me, I set I was in the middle of setting a trap or doing something, I might have taken something out of the trap. Um and I set my phone on the front rack of my four-wheeler. Guess how well an iPhone rides on the front rack of a four-wheeler. <laughs>
1: so, I was like, you forget your phone.
0: So I get back. So now you
1: I ran all that.
0: Yeah, I ran I ran the rest of my traps. I didn't even realize I didn't have it.
1: Yeah. And then your mind is taken away so into more productive things.
0: I load my four wheeler on my truck and I was moving property so I didn't strap the back tires. Which by the way, if you ever strap if you ever put a four wheeler on it, strap like you would be going a hundred miles, even if you're going five. Just yeah. saying, I don't recommend what I do, but I do what I do and you're not I'm myself, stop it. Um the dog, not y'all. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I get I get it. I get in my truck and I go to I gotta reach in my pocket to check my phone now reality has set in like, yeah. oh, I need to check my phone. Nowhere to be found. I had to drive all the way to right around that trap that I was at and it was laying in the road. Oh Lord. So I don't I don't know how I didn't run it over, first of all. Yeah. You know. And I mean
1: so but yeah. we're just getting back to the that you shouldn't be banning things that's gonna help kids. No. That's that's not what's causing these issues in society. If anything, that you know, getting kids into the outdoors, hunting, fishing, uh, just archery that helps kids. That doesn't it doesn't hinder them. Taking it away is gonna hinder them. Yes. Drastically. I wish dude, we're down here in sports of paradise. I wish we had a fishing team, an archery team, things of that sort. You know, yeah. and we don't, and that's that. No yeah. chase
0: don't have a bass fishing team,
1: no. high school, no,
0: because there there is Louisiana. Uh, there's Louisiana bass fishing,
1: but you got like Brother Martin, Holy Cross, yeah, all of them cats got got uh, um, teams.
0: And we, uh, my little cousin wanted to be on the one in Destrehan. Yeah. and Hornville have them,
1: yeah, and they have them. They got the big city park event. You see a yeah. lot of school teams.
0: The the only requirement. requirement for like the Louisiana high school bass tournaments is the boat you use has to have a built-in live well uh, live well. Yeah. So like if your dad had a mud boat, you could use the mud boat if it had a built-in live. Right. Well. Right. It doesn't matter what you have, uh, which everybody I know with a live well in a smaller boat anyway, doesn't use it as a live well. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's extra storage. know right. so, Um, but yeah, so I mean, just I,
1: back on track, that's a that's definitely going to affect the few, not the future hunting because that, that kind of stuff starts at home, but just getting I I feel like more like the the archery side of it's going to yeah. suffer a lot. You know, cuz you got kids going to uh college on that some places. Oh, no scholarship doubt. And, behind that. And not only that, though, you got you got dudes going uh pro uh ski shooting and all that behind, yeah. behind that kind of stuff. So why take that out of schools? Yeah. You know, I mean, four you know, fifty, sixty years ago, kids had shotguns in their in their pickup trucks and nothing happened. Yeah. You know, so what the you know the times are changing. We talked about in the last podcast, you know, a lot of things uh changing with the fishing limits and, and hunting restrictions. Another thing, uh which it doesn't really matter, four four is enough. No uh four deer. That's all you get in Louisiana man. Oh, is that it? It it's not six, yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, two does, two so, bucks, or three so does, So is it one split
0: buck? up like, um, so Mississippi. Which isn't bad. It says four so deer. everybody's like, oh, Mississippi has a six deer limit. No, they don't. They don't have a six deer limit. They have a four deer limit, I think. Now I may be wrong when I hunted there. It yeah. was a four deer limit for rifle season. Yeah. You got two additional... For bow. For archery. Yeah. Or primitive weapon, I think is what they called it. Right, right. Well, and then they just did a money grab in Louisiana. I mean, Mississippi, and honestly, I don't mind. But because they were doing these, you could use a primitive cartridge. Well, a thirty-five whale is a primitive cartridge.
1: Yeah. Same thing, Louisiana.
0: It's, but what I'm saying, though, is the ballistics on a thirty-five whaling, is the oh probably close to the three hundred blackout?
1: Have, yeah, for sure. You know,
0: for sure. So, but what they're saying is that you have these cartridges that are primitive.
1: Yeah, but that it's, are it's, very
0: similar to right, right. It. So right. what they what they did was after so bow season, which is October first to November fifteenth, I believe.
1: Yeah,
0: I might be wrong on the dates there. Um, I haven't looked at them in a while, but after that point. On private land was weapon of choice. So everybody I knew bought a bow license or an archery license or a primitive weapon license, just because during the split you could still hunt with your rifle. Yeah, you could hunt to the end of the season. Now, with your rifle. Yeah, I bow hunted. So in October I was up there bow hunting, you know. Right. But now did I change back to bow when everybody else was shooting a rifle? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs>
1: But yeah, the rifle's definitely more advantageous. But like I said, I enjoy archery. That's what I love to yeah. do. I love to shoot my bow. I wanted you to bring your bow today so we could shoot when we got done.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, it's uh, issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, these dogs are getting rowdy. They're getting wild. Um, We're right over an hour of time for this podcast. It was a blast.
1: Yeah, um, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. We'll have you I'm back on again. For the next
1: yeah, for all sure. Right. Like I said, uh, if we can get one going on a weekend day, um, yeah. I got a buddy of mine around the corner. He wants to jump on. Yeah. He does uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Iowa whitetail. So I'm sure they'll have you know, some knowledge for you guys. That's it if you want to go hunt those areas. It's like yeah, Same as Louisiana. There's plenty of WMAs all over the country. And um, monster whitetail Iowa, dude. Monster, yeah. Kentucky, Missouri, is monster it, whitetail.
0: Is it Kentucky though? They have a draw for their tags, huh?
1: No, no.
0: Now, is it, one? One of the states out that Iowa. way.
1: Iowa. That yeah, might Iowa, be it. Yeah. Um, they are my, strict, dude. They're my strict.
0: my dad uh, put in for one of the draws because they do they do a bow hunt trip every year.
1: Okay. Yeah. Into
0: they normally go to Missouri, but they put into Illinois.
1: But yeah, we will Iowa, have one of we'll them. try to get him on one of the next ones. And yep. uh, shed some light on that, some out-of-state stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, as always, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're always looking for guests. If you or somebody you know you think would be a great guest, get with us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, all your major social medias. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast um, at the B-Side Outdoors. Um, I'll leave a link tree in the show notes below If you like this podcast, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your enemies. You Uh, know. uh, uh, uh. Um, But, yeah. So, make sure you thank a veteran. Thank a first responder. And I hope to catch you on the B-side of the outdoors.